This is On the Way Out. I'm Brandy Truesdale. And I'm Sarah Hester. And today we're going to talk about having faith when the world wants you to be a victim. So we are here to equip women to boldly live lives that glorify the Lord by sharing biblical truths as it relates to the world today. Okay, let's get into it. Okay, dokie. Welcome back Welcome. to another episode of why did I want to say something else? Uh, <laughs> on the way out. On the way out. Did you know there's another podcast called On the Way Out? Why didn't we look no. that up before? Okay, well, I will see. I will say they have one episode. Okay. And it was recorded in 2019. Oh, they don't wanna, exist anymore. I want to reach out to them and be like, hey, can you delete your podcast? <laughs> can you go away? We're the only On the Way Out podcast mm, yeah. now. You're not allowed here. You're not. <laughs> I saw, I did see one the other day that was like, in the way out. It was something that was like in the way. very similar to ours, but it wasn't. So anyway. I'm yeah. tired of like looking up our podcast and seeing other podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> Why do any other podcasts exist? There are so many podcasts. Do we have a chance in this podcast world, Sarah? Yes. Okay. Oh, I know what I want to say. I know what I want to talk about right now. Okay. Okay, so today is 331, and when this episode's released, it's going to be 4-2, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, but today, and I'll post it today, so you're probably going to see it. You'll probably have already seen it after you've listened to this, when you listen to this episode. But we just launched our first clothing what an apparel campaign yes we have merch you we guys have merchandise it's so exciting so we uh we need new equipment we want to we told you guys about our ask tam thing and maybe we preemptively said it because we don't <laughs> we just were so have, excited we don't actually have an extra mic yeah so we need some new equipment we need a mic we need we're looking to getting like a soundboard something yeah. so we can skype in visitors mm-hmm. We're really trying to amp it up a little bit. So we're, I mean, looking at maybe the hundred to five hundred dollars that we need. Yeah. Soon. Yeah. To get these things, we we don't have that kind of money. We stay at home moms. We sit. <laughs> and the economy sucks. Thank you, Joe Biden. Um, <laughs> I love I how you always it. whisper when whisp- we talk about Joe. <laughs> if I'm whispering, you know, I'm saying something offensive. You know probably. That I'm talking about Joe Biden. <laughs> it's Joe Biden. Yes, I'm Joe Biden. <laughs> Our country is under attack. He's never said that. He's yeah. attacking our country. Wait. <laughs> Stop, Brandy. Okay. Reel it in. Um, anyway, Reel it in, Brandy. Anyway, anyway, anyway. We don't have money. To pay for those things. Yeah. Um, but we do have merch. But we do have merch. So you can support us. And it's our favorite phrase that we say. It's 100%. 100%. <laughs> I'm so, so excited. So we designed it. And, yeah. Uh, currently, the design, I cannot add another one. I've already been asked by sarah's husband to make because it has pink in it yeah. because we're girls right um and he's already said like can you make one with another color i can't add another color to this campaign so right. i'll start a new campaign when this one's over with like a green um, a manly color a manly color for yeah. our, our our men listeners <laughs> we do have a few <laughs> yeah. um so anyway I mean, and also, it's totally fine if you want to wear pink and you're a man. Yeah. It's just a color. It's just a color. Uh, and you're supporting us. Probably not all pink. That might it's be not all pink. It's, it's black and there's just like one word. Yes. Word pink. You'll, go, uh, you'll see it. Yeah. And if you're listening to this and you've not seen it yet, go to the link in our bio on our Instagram page where I will have it put on there. Yes. That's what we're going to do. I love it. That's what we're going to do. I need to get I'm a so whole excited. page. I'm going to work on stuff. 
My husband builds websites, and I just need oh. to make him do this for me. Burndy, what have we even been doing? <laughs> he, he's going to kill me when I say, <laughs> will you build me a website? He's like, no. I got too much stuff to do. No, he don't talk like that. <laughs> he could, if he wanted. I wish he did. Yeah. I love, anyway. I love that country accent. <laughs> no. Instead, I have him make fun of me all the time for how Southern I sound. That's funny. I don't think you sound Southern I at all. I don't, but I have some words and phrases I say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I say that makes sense. ain't a lot. He ain't did that right. Or I don't say, I've never said that. I don't know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> anyway, cool. let's, uh, cool. let's reel it in here. Reel her back in. Yeah. We're going to talk about... <clears throat> mental illness today and that's kind of the gist of it mm-hmm. um that's the whole of it there was a situation that happened this week that really brought it to the forefront of our minds mm-hmm. um, you want to talk about it yeah <laughs> yeah so um as you guys know it was uh, the shooting in nashville that happened at covenant school um which was a elementary school like there there were no older kids there it was like a K through fifth grade, maybe. Yeah. Like they were very young children. Um, and a woman, a 28 year old woman, entered into the school and uh, very intentionally killed children. Yeah. So she took she took the lives of three young children, all of the age of nine, uh, and three adults yeah. who worked at the school. So she did have a connection with the school. Uh, in the past, she, I believe, attended the school. Yeah. Um, and she was someone who, in the past year or so, began uh, presenting as a male. This was a female. Yeah. Obviously very mentally unwell. Um, her family was not supportive or affirming of her choices. Um so that's what we know of her so far she did have like a a manifesto of some sort yeah and they're saying now that they might not even release it which i'm gonna guess if they're not releasing it it's probably because it's gonna look bad on the transgender community if i had to guess yeah i would say you're probably right so but i did see there was a clip of it or a a screenshot that somebody took and had posted on instagram that like she very she intentionally said you're coming after our kids. We're going to come after your kids. Yeah. So, like, this was very targeted. Um, I know mainstream media does not want to share that with you, but, like, that yeah. it is what it is. She intentionally killed Christian children yeah. because their parents' beliefs. So, this is where she we are. She was deranged. <clears throat> delusional. Was deranged the right word? She was... What's the word? I'm probably delusional. Delusional, destitute, uh, like completely lied to Mm. and lost. Yeah. Um, Still, still like a terrible, awful person despite all those things, but she was completely deceived. That's the word I was looking for. All those D words. I was looking, she was deceived into believing that she had some kind of right. Mm-hmm to do this action um and that's what we want to talk about really is that and it was very obvious i mean we already knew this but it became even more obvious that when i mean the day that this happened we already had people on the left defending her Mm -hmm. or 
already up in arms ready to defend the trans community yeah and empathize and with empathize her. <laughs> with her yeah instead of these parents of these children mm-hmm. um and so that's kind of it was just like the reminder that like this is i mean this is why this happened and this is why it's going to probably going to happen again mm-hmm. because we live in a world that glorifies mental illness that would empathize with a what did i say delusional delusional, person or person yeah over the lives of children and they were like direct targets at these children and the parents of these children because they love the lord yeah their beliefs this is gonna happen again it's going to get worse when i think when you see like the response literally the press secretary for our president's administration saying we are grieving with the trans community like is this a joke on our president just declared today yeah trans visibility Visibility day Day. yeah the the week that these kids were murdered by a transgender our president of the united states declares trans visibility day what world are we living right like this is so upside down so my thing is and this is the whole point is if you were to choose if you were not a christian i mean even if you were maybe and you knew that you had more acceptance Mm -hmm. as a transgender than you do as a christian person which would you choose right if you were not secure in your foundation with the lord which would you choose and they said it was because of the uh the bills that Tennessee is is trying to pass right now that keeps people, children, from being able to be mutilated. I mean, you what, mean like like laws that every state should have right yeah, now, right? And they're not even. That's the thing. Like they're not even saying never. They're saying not while they're children. I have conspiracy theories right now. Though. <laughs> like they just came to my mind. I really believe that we're working towards sterilizing the entire population so so that we can cease to be because what is the first commandment in the bible yeah be fruitful and multiply that is the first commandment of the bible and it is a directly attacked Mm -hmm. right now in our society like Mm -hmm. i think first it started off with abortion like the feminism movement allowing women to be kill their babies Mm -hmm. and then it was homosexuality was like the rage this is popular now it's like mutilate your body Mm -hmm. and if you even decide that you don't want to do this anymore it's too late like we're literally going to cease to exist yeah we're not and it doesn't even that's the thing like it doesn't even make sense from an evolutionary standpoint no like these people who preach like trust the science because, and are evolutionists because i think at the root of it it's satan satan is right. like controlling these minds and they're like the first commandment god gave you is to be fruitful and multiply and i'm going to take away every ability for you to do that yeah yeah by deceiving oh, you he, into believing yeah. this his whole purpose is to like twist god's creation yeah. Yeah. and the beauty that is in right things like the binary yes <laughs> yeah and uh and children like babies yeah. i mean like there's nothing more amazing than a baby and these people hate children yeah but i mean scripture says all those who hate me love death and 
I mean, that's yeah. what that's what we're seeing. So, I think too, I there's nothing that explains this better than Romans one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you and, said that. Yeah, yesterday. Yeah, like it talks about. Um, I'm trying to find it. How? Let's see. So this is starting in verse twenty-four. I'm sorry, twenty-one. No, actually, back in eighteen. So basically, here's here's the thing: we all know the creation that we live in testifies that there is a God. Yeah, there's no one on this earth who doesn't know that there's a God. Like even for me, yeah. when I was not a believer, I could not get away from the fact that like there. <laughs> sorry, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I don't know why this is making so much noise. Brittany's drinking water, and we both were like, "Wow, that's so loud." Um, yeah like i i could not get away from the fact that it it may i know this didn't just explode into existence i know that that's yeah. ridiculous yeah and i don't I, think anyone who says they believe I don't that think anyone truly believe that they are like awake that. at night like that's just yeah. not possible <clears throat> yeah so we all know that creation itself testifies that there is a god but it says, for although they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him, but they became futile in their thinking, and their hearts, their foolish hearts were darkened. Claiming to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal man and birds and animals and creeping things. Therefore, God gave them up in the lust of their hearts to impurity. Um, they exchanged the truth about God for a lie. And they worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. I mean, at a certain point, God gives us up. And I fully believe that yeah. our, our nation is under judgment right now. Yeah. And these things that we're experiencing yeah. are a result of that judgment. Yes. We chose. Yeah. yeah. I, so. I was talking to my husband about that. I don't know if this is super on topic, but like, there are so many people and I didn't believe this. I mean, I didn't really become a full believer until, you know, when we talked about this last week, like high yeah. school, college. And I definitely think that a lot of the beginning of my beliefs were like prosperity gospel kind of. Mm. Um, and or just this idea. You get invited into the church <clears throat> a lot of times. Yeah. Knowing that, oh, God loves me so much, mm-hmm. um, which is true. But. I remember being told, like, he doesn't punish us. Like, God doesn't punish you. Like, mm-hmm. he's not going to, like, smite you because you do something wrong. And fully believing that lie, I think that's a lie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember talking to my husband about it a long time ago, and him, he believed that too. Like, yeah, God doesn't do that. And I'm like, I think he does. I don't think it's, like, his hand isn't going to emerge from heaven and spank you on the butt. You know, yeah. like... But I think, like what you said, he gives us over to our sin, and I think that is punishment, because mm-hmm. the the fruit of sin is death, yeah, and destruction and everything bad, and so when you choose sin over God, you're going to be punished just by the choices that you make, mm. and I think that is what we're experiencing. We've chose literal evil mm-hmm. as, a, as a country, as a society. I mean, yeah. it's not just America. Right. We chose literal evil and this is our punishment. Yeah. Like, this is what happens. This is <clears throat> this is what happens. Yeah. I don't know. 
if I made any sense. Yeah. So in that situation where you thought that, like, what would you have said about like Sodom and Gomorrah? I don't think I knew about Sodom and Gomorrah. Okay. okay. I think that's the whole thing is yeah. that I didn't have a foundation. <clears throat> yeah. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't have a foundation. I mean, there are stories to this day that I don't know. Mm. Like, like when we did the Sarah and I are to co-op together, and I did the Women of the Bible for Women's History Month, and like, I didn't know about Lydia. And stuff like I mean I did after I watched those videos. The when I watched those videos was the first time I heard of that story. Okay, like, that's cool. Like I'm learning as I'm going. Yeah, it's cool um, that you get to learn as your kids learn too. Because even whenever I became a Christian, I was very much a New Testament Christian. I could tell you the whole story of the gospel right. by golly, and I can quote uh, plenty of like the the Ians in the Bible. You know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about the Colossians and the Philippians, and I mean I got yeah. all that. But like I was very into the New Testament. Gotcha. Bible stories are. I I know a lot now, but I didn't know a lot at all. So like yeah. so yeah, I wouldn't. I just genuinely so as a New Testament Christian. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I mean that like literally as someone who only really knew the New Testament. I just believe mm-hmm. that God just. It's all love and all forgiveness of sins and yeah, it is. I don't want to be confusing. Yeah. Do you understand what I feel like? You understand what I'm saying. I understand what you're saying. Yeah. So I think there is grace. Like yes. God is grace. God is long suffering. If you think about like 50 years yeah. in the past 50 years, we have murdered over 60 yeah. million babies. Yeah. And God is very clear in scripture. He hates the death of the innocent. Yeah. Hates it. So he has been patient. Like he Mm -hmm. has been long suffering. Mm -hmm. But there is a day. Yeah. Coming that like there. God would not be just if he did not punish sin. Yeah. And he does. So he's perfectly just. That's the whole point. Yeah. If there is no punishment for sin, then what is the point in not sinning? Yeah. Like, if you're living in that mindset right now, yeah. if you're living in that prosperity mindset, maybe, let's just, like, phrase it that, then ask yourself, if there is no punishment for my sin, mm-hmm. then what is the point? What is the point? Like you said it the we other day. You, exactly. Sarah said that the other day, and I never heard it that way. I never, I guess I could never pull my thoughts into that, but... Mm yeah like this was so yeah what we were talking about savior if there's no sin right we were talking about mental health in this country yeah so i my issue with the mental health in this country is that it completely takes away the responsibility of sin on you yes and instead of you being responsible for your actions and your sin you are a victim yep or you are you know, you had some sort of trauma when yep. you were younger, and so you're acting out of that. So then everything is not your fault. Yeah. It's the fault of those who came before you or, you know, something that you experienced or what was done to you. Yeah. And I'm not saying there's not a place for that. I was going to say, but, let's go ahead and preface this so we can, we're not going to talk about it the rest of the episode. Yeah. But we're going to preface this. If you had a like legitimate, legitimate trauma, like for example rape incest Mm -hmm. whatever or you were like schizophrenic like there are legitimately legitimate mental illnesses and like traumatic things where i would say you have permission to need help Mm -hmm. okay yeah so we're not talking but like 
I'll, I'll throw myself out there. Like, I, I was diagnosed with postpartum anxiety mm-hmm. when I had Milo. Um, never knew what anxiety was <laughs> until they were like, oh, you're doing this? It's because of this, whatever. Mm-hmm. And yes, it's real because your hormones are flipping nuts. Right. Like, they're, yeah, it's they're, real. They're legitimate things that a lot of it was your body experience. Yes. And a lot of it was in some ways out of my control but what was always in my control is my ability to cling to scripture mm-hmm. to pray to recognize that living in anxiety and fear is sinful mm-hmm. because the bible literally says 365 times do not be afraid in mm-hmm. different phrases so like what i'm saying is and what i think we're, what we're trying to say <laughs> is that Mental illness is for sure, it is a thing, it's real, whatever, but we need to recognize that that is a part of our sinful nature that allows us to live in that mental illness, and we need to strive to live godly, I hate calling it sinless lives, we're never going to be sinless, but like live for Christ in that Mm -hmm. way, recognizing that being depressed, being anxious, those are sins. That's not what he calls you to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm making sense. You speak to it. Now, yeah. Because I'm not making No, I was going to just finish that thought. So talking yeah. about mental health, my issue with the mental health industry currently, and it is an industry. Yes. Um, oh, yes. There's a huge profit here, guys. Yeah. Um, is that it completely removes the responsibility from you. So therefore, if you are a victim, yeah, you don't have sin to um what's the word i'm trying to look for you don't have something that you're responsible for yeah so if if everything shifts from <laughs> yeah i'm a sinner in need of a savior to i'm not a sinner i'm a victim yes there you therefore go. i don't need a savior she pulls it together there you go yeah do you know what i'm saying yes. like and again like you said there are legitimate things there yeah. are you know we do live in a fallen world we live in a broken world there are things that affect our minds, yes. that affect our bodies, that affect our hormone levels, whatever. Mm-hmm. Lots of different things. Yeah. <laughs> or there's seasons that you go through, like you said, postpartum. That's a huge time when, again, your your body has just been through something crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, those are times that... And you're not sleeping. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Like, those are times that you might very legitimately need help. Yeah. So, those are not situations that we're talking about. Yeah. But I think when you go through... You go through a situation, you go seek counseling, mm-hmm. and this counselor, instead of encouraging you to reconcile relationships, yes. instead of telling you, hey, you're, you're, you're trapped in negative thinking or yeah. negative emotions here, and what you need to do is to cling to truth, mm-hmm. you get, well, you're a victim. Yes. And so that takes away all of the responsibility that you have. So you don't need to repent. Yes. Of of being selfish you don't need to repent of you know gratifying your flesh instead of sacrificing your flesh and like pursuing the lord and pursuing holiness i think you you pulled it together that's what i was trying to say (laughs) yeah you take away the responsibility and i have seen this so i was a psychology major in college um the majority of people that i graduated with or that i knew at that time who were in my major are not following the Lord anymore. Yeah. And I think it's really because you the can't. further down you get, you're like, if you take away 
all of the responsibility that people have for their sin, mm-hmm. they don't need a savior. Right. You can't so, be on both sides of that coin. <clears throat> right. Like the There has to be a way that you can hear people, encourage people. Maybe you are in a season of depression. Like how can you encourage and exhort people in that? Right. Secular mental health is not the same thing as Yeah. Going to scripture, yeah, and or seeking a Christian counselor—that's not the same thing, right? They're not going to treat you the same, no. And there might be a Christian counselor that claims Christian counseling, but again, allows you to be mm-hmm. a victim when really they should be telling you truth, right? And that's the thing—not all Christian counselors are the same. Like they're not yeah. all just because someone says they're a Christian doesn't mean you can necessarily trust that they're going to give you scripture and they're going to give you truth, yeah. Yeah, you have to use discernment there. You so do there's have to, that yeah. And that's, you know, I I have, there have been seasons of my life, you know, since I was younger, um, like I've been in and out of counseling, mm-hmm. like just for different things of like, you know, I'm a little bit overwhelmed in this area. Yeah. I think I need to go talk to someone to just help me like kind of navigate the situation. Yeah. I think that's fine. Yeah. But I know that I can't... <clears throat> I cannot give myself to I cannot entrust myself to someone who does not have the same worldview as mm-hmm. I do because I'm being extremely vulnerable. I'm very impressionable in that when in a, a time of emotional turmoil or yeah. whatever. So if I'm going to someone that I don't that is not going to point me to scripture, I could be misled very easily. Well, I've been there. Right. Yeah. I mean, I was there. And we were just talking about this before we started recording is that and I'm going to bring back up the whole industry thing with this, like, story. So, like, when I was diagnosed with um, postpartum anxiety, it, I had a, I had a panic attack. Um, no doubt because I had a colicky baby who was eight weeks old and mm-hmm. I wasn't the sleeping and mm-hmm. I was nursing. And there's just a lot that happens in your body. Mm-hmm. Um, and I basically was told, you're going to kill your baby if you don't take this drug mm. because... And the drug was Zoloft. And it was like, you're you're going to end up killing them. Your baby's going to... They're not safe. I don't feel like you're, you're going to take care of your child mm. unless you're on this drug. Yeah. And all of my fears, all of my anxiety came from that phrase being repeatedly <clears throat> told to me. Mm. Um, I didn't get to this part in like my testimony, I guess. But like um, when I had Fox, who was my oldest... I had preeclampsia at 27 weeks. I was on bed rest for 10 weeks straight. And I was told two days a week for 10 weeks straight, I can't believe you're still pregnant. He's going to be born any day now. And then when he was born, there was a whole NICU team in the room waiting for this like fragile child to come out and need help. He wasn't. He was seven pounds, perfectly healthy child. Actually gigantic because he was born at 37 weeks, seven pounds. Wow. So like... But I was basically told over and over and over again, you're going to lose your baby. You're going to lose your baby. He's going to die because of this sickness. Yeah. And then Milo. Like, no wonder you were anxious. Like, right. <laughs> and then Milo came along 19 months later, and I didn't. I had a really healthy pregnancy. Then I had postpartum, or excuse me, hyper, gestational hypertension at 39 weeks. Mm. Again, you're going to die. You're going to die. Not my baby is going to die. You're going to die. Um, unless you take this drug, you got to take this drug. That's took crazy. the. I mean, this is where it all began for me, um, and that's where my anxiety 
came from was being told this lie that my child is going to die or that I'm going to die. And maybe they would have. Is it helpful to say that to a mother? Like over and over and over again. No. Yeah. So when I was told you're gonna you're you're gonna harm your child or yourself Mm -hmm. if you don't take this drug i like believed them and i took the drug and then i not only took it for six months but that was just long enough for my brain to stop being able to produce serotonin Mm. and that's like the point because that i guess that's what i'm saying about the industry thing is Mm -hmm. that that's where they get you and that's where you're going to you're gonna have to take it forever mm. and ever and ever and ever yeah to stay under that thumb um i'm not doing that by the way yeah <laughs> only took it for six months and i'm like no 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 no. yeah i got a grip i think it's it's crazy when you think about like we are giving medication that l- messes with the hormones within yeah. your brain yeah well this is what like, I that's guess my, my whole point is that we're taking a vulnerable person Mm -hmm. a vulnerable community and we're abusing them Mm. that's what the mental industry does Mm. they it's under this guise of helpfulness but it's actually abuse yeah because if we all cling clung to scripture and followed the lord this would be a totally different scenario these would be totally different what's the word i'm looking for like treatments Mm -hmm. for these people yeah we're abusing the vulnerable and that's what they did to this 28-year woman mm. who decided to murder a bunch of children. Yeah. She was abused. They took a hold of her vulnerability, and she, somewhere along the lines, was told that she deserved to kill people, mm. that she was in control yeah. of her own life. Right, and again, instead of holding her accountable yes. for murdering yes. and, ha- and, and being murderous... And then even after she died... Yeah, they're like because she murdered someone. They totally still, standing by what yes. she did, and they're saying, "Well, look, yes, because she didn't get her way. Right, this was justified. Right, that's nuts. What the heck? That is like absolutely nuts. And so, like, okay. what we're here to talk about today mm-hmm. is breaking free from this before you also become a victim of this. Yeah. So <laughs> I think, and we probably should do it like just a whole episode by itself on anxiety, yeah. just because it's such a big topic. It is, but um you know turn it around like what if it had been someone who claimed to be a christian went and killed three trans kids oh my gosh the media would would have christianity insane yeah so i think that and they're still attacking christianity even though we were the ones who were murdered yeah and it was children it was children children. it was children (laughs) like but again i I, think i think that we have to be I think we have to be honest with ourselves. I think they need to be honest with themselves. Like we can't be surprised that people who are okay with killing children in the womb yeah. are are not like why would they not be okay with right. killing children and outside the womb? I've thought about this a lot. What you just said and how like and I, I say this phrase all the time like it's a slippery slope. Mm. Everything we've done in the last ten yeah. years, it's a slippery slope. Yeah abortion and i think and we we, i know we are going to talk about this in one episode but like i think we can root this all back to feminism yeah (laughs) and the beginning of feminism but what we're experiencing now i think is rooted back to this abortion to this Mm -hmm. lie that we've been fed Mm -hmm. that we're in control of our own bodies that we get to be the makers of our lives we get to decide what we're going to get to do with our lives and in reality Yes, you get some choice. Like, I do believe that, you know, God gives you 
free will to go and have sex with that man. But you're the consequences it might be a child but you don't get to murder right but that body is not your body but but we <laughs> we lied to yeah. people and telling them that it's okay because this is your life and you mm-hmm. can do what you want with your life and mm-hmm. now well and though it was the whole idea that like unless i as a woman can have sex without consequences yeah. just like a man yeah then i don't have my rights right <laughs> but now we have people who are like these people were mean to me so i'm gonna murder all their children yeah it's insane we we basically what they've done with abortion Mm -hmm. is they are slowly making murder normal yeah because what did we see last year i don't know what state it is i think it's in california you can murder a fully born child oh yeah yeah there uh, yeah it's not just in utero anymore it's like literally infanticide is yeah. where we're if going. a baby is born and they're healthy and viable mm-hmm. they can be murdered if the mother chooses not to yeah like what yeah that was it was new york so are we surprised happened. that a 20 year old transgender walked into a school and murdered children right no we shouldn't be surprised we shouldn't be surprised yeah and then we have this the side mm-hmm. that made this happen mm-hmm. empathizing with her yeah so no i mean i'm not surprised yeah i'm disgusted yeah as you should be <laughs> but unfortunately not surprised mm. yeah and, and i think i don't want to get into a whole conversation about this because it's probably easy to see where we land but yeah. i <clears throat> I think the people who are talking about gun control at this point... Oh, I'm so sorry. Again, it amazes me that people are, are trying to regulate heart issues by rules. Mm. And this kind of goes back to what we were talking about, about modesty. Like, you know, people are like, well, if you just wear modest clothing, things like sexual assault wouldn't happen. <laughs> yeah. Where it's like, if you just regulate these guns, things like murder wouldn't happen no like you guys again like we said about modesty yeah it's the same thing about guns it's a hard issue it's a hard issue it's always a hard issue right and somebody posted on instagram i saw this where um they were like you know in the uk after this uh, school shooting happened in scotland they outlawed guns and so like they have had zero school shootings since then and i was like how many knife attacks have you had since then yeah no because that's an issue yep in the uk yep so the point is this is a heart issue yeah it's not a gun control issue no. it's, it's we'll, not like again maybe you're, one day you're we'll trying talk about to guns <laughs> <laughs> if we haven't been canceled by that point we probably yeah won't. so um, but yeah, this is not a gun control issue. This is a heart issue. Yep. And you're blaming that- the wrong person, and yeah. it's maddening. Mm-hmm. It's it's it feels so defeating mm-hmm. to watch someone murder children, mm-hmm. and then the media scream about guns, mm-hmm. and I'm like, they murdered children. Like <laughs> I like you can scream about guns next week, maybe. Okay, mm-hmm. but can we please? yeah please hold this person accountable for their actions yeah. but they will not do that mm-hmm. they will not do that yeah unless you're never mind. and there is comfort there's comfort in knowing that this person is receiving the justice that yes. was due her well she did yeah thanks and, to and three heroes is, like she that is walked now. into that school right like she is 
she has and seen she is God. Now. Yeah. She now knows exactly who it is that she sinned against yep. and like and she's receiving her punishment yep. so but it's horrible it's so horrible but i think too I, I really really think that we need to be paying attention to the response to this mm-hmm. i think we really need to be understanding where this is headed yes and i think that's kind of what we're here to say is it should <clears throat> it should be eye-opening as christians for us not to fall into this this slippery slope mm-hmm. of mental illness mm-hmm. allowing yourself to believe lies yeah from the world right when you have truth sitting in this book mm-hmm. right in front of you of yeah. how to react mm-hmm. how you should feel what god has for you and i'm constantly i mean i think about job all the time that was actually the first book that wasn't in the new testament that i read mm. And it has, like, literally stuck with me forever and ever. Yeah. It's a good one. Um, and I think we should all be reminded of that when we do have really hard, traumatizing things. Yeah. Um, that, that doesn't... It's not a, this automatic excuse for you to become a victim and to just fall into yourself. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'll say this. I told Sarah this <clears throat> yesterday. Um, I don't remember what guy, what the guy's name who said it was, but um, I heard it with my husband once, and he tells me this all the time, that anxiety is the obsession of self. Mm. I think that would also apply to depression. I think both of those things are the obsession of self. Mm. Um, get outside of yourself, and I don't know. Yeah. I think there, I mean, there are legitimate things that happen. Yes. That... I mean, I think I you, legitimately... Things like grief, you know, things like yeah. loss. Like, those are legitimate things. Yes. Um, I think where the issue comes in is where we when we get stuck in it. Yes. It's like, if we cannot move past yes. something, if I can't function, you know... Yes. I, right. Like, I think they're, you know... I think it's the coming out of it and being stuck in there forever is where the issue is. Or going deeper. Yeah. Or going deeper into it. Or putting it on as an identity. Yes. I think that's that's really what we're here to say. Is is that we wear our mental illness like an identity. Yeah. We treat ourselves, we view ourselves as the victim. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think people recognize that that's what they're doing. Mm -hmm. They act like the victim and they think that people have made him a victim, but really you're allowing them to treat you like a victim because of the way you carry yourself, right. the way you act. What if you stood up and said, I'm not a victim? Right. Um, I'm, you know, yeah. Yeah, and Christ did not die to give you new life and freedom for that? you to stay, to yes. then put yourself back in bondage oh my God, yes. to something like anxiety exactly. or depression. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. What did you yeah. send me that video? What was that video you sent me? It was a study that they did um, of these women, and they put, like, some kind of scar on their face. Yes. Um, not, like, literally, but, like, through, like, prosthetics. Yeah. And... It made them look really ugly. Yeah. And then before they actually went into an interview, like a job interview, they removed it. Without telling the women. Without telling the women. And uh, anyway, so the women went into the interview... And then when they came back, they all reported that they were um, discriminated discriminated against. Yeah. Yeah. And and 
that people had said specific things about them or yeah. like were very uh, insulting to them. Yeah. So the I, like the idea being, if you view the entire world as looking at you and discriminating against you, yeah, that is how you're going to see the world. Like you, yes, that is going to be true for you because you're going to see everything in that light. Yes, and as Christians, those two things do not compute. You know what? I mean, this has got me like spiraling into so many other thoughts. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like well, what we talked about in that modesty episode. Mm-hmm. Like, I keep coming back to that body positivity movement and these women mm-hmm. who want to like share all of their stuff. It's a yeah. it's a defense mechanism, is what it is. Mm. Because mm, yeah, because they've said I'm a victim of society's <clears throat> standards. Yeah, and so their defense mechanism is to get naked on the internet. Yeah, and to show things. And I'm <laughs> to like, say like, no, it's fine. But it doesn't just stop. Like, you're not a victim of anything. In right. reality, you are this tiny speck yeah. on the face of this earth. Right. Like, there is one person yeah. that cares more about you and knows everything about you. There's only one person right. that knows every single detail of you, and it's God. Yeah. That's it. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not a victim of anything. You are in, in the hands of the maker. Mm-hmm. You are not a victim. Yeah. And he's going to take care of you. And that's all you can really cling to. Mm. And also, do you trust that the judge of all the earth is going to do what's right? Yeah. Which is what Genesis 12 says. Yeah. The judge of all the earth shall not the judge of all the earth do what is right. Yeah. So that's what, you know, again, in situations where there's legitimate, you know, you are legitimately a victim. Yeah. You have to trust that. God is going to do what's right. Yeah. And sometimes that doesn't mean earthly justice, but there's never anyone who hurts you that's going to get away with it. And I think it says a lot more about Christ mm-hmm. and faithfulness when you do not act in a victimhood mentality yeah, right. than if you do. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that you don't use the proper channels that you've been given yeah. to seek justice. But to rise above and to <clears throat> say... Mm-hmm. The God of the universe is taking care of me. The God of the universe is taking care of the situation. Yeah. Shows so much more about faithfulness. Yeah. And Christ than letting yourself be a victim and live in, in that mentality. In that mental, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Also, I'm like, who, you know, look at stories that you appreciate their stories of perseverance and their stories yeah. where yeah people who've experienced legitimate wrong right continue on or like, why do not, i always cling to the story of job right it's <sighs> not because like this person just sat and wallowed for the rest of their life it's this person got up washed their face and continued on i mean you think know? about most stories of the bible yeah they're all like something bad is happening yeah and they got up and right. rose above it. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, that should be very telling yeah. as to what we're supposed to be doing as Christians. Right. Um, yeah. I hope this is all very clear, what yeah. we're trying to say. We're not dismissing your trauma yeah. or your or your actual mental illness. Yeah. We're saying that there's a way mm-hmm. out. There's a way. There's a, a God the god of the universe holds your life in his hands Mm -hmm. do you trust that 
can you show him all the faith to get out of this mentality um and just as a christian you should not be buying the lies of the media you should not be buying the lies of society right you should be doing the opposite of what they tell you to do yeah right (laughs) in everything including this yeah if the world's going to accept you then you probably are doing something yes if the world is rooting for your mental illness then that should tell you what Mm -hmm. you need to know yeah about what you should be doing yeah and you know I, i think there are times when medication yes would be helpful yes but i i not like a lifelong situation you know right. what i mean i i don't know I again mean, we I were don't talking know that about it, this like, is not medical advice we were talking not. about like a schizophrenic the other day like that yeah. is um you yeah please right. please take your medicine right and yeah. get the help that you need yes i mean like sarah said she's been to counseling i've been to counseling i've like all of those things are great. You mm-hmm. should do take the proper resources. But what we're saying is don't buy into society's version yeah. of mental illness mm-hmm. and society's version of self-care. <clears throat> like, don't buy into that. Like, yeah. there is a literal book that tells you mm-hmm. how to live your life. Yeah. And you can see in Scripture, too, like, there are people who go through seasons of depression. Yes. Like, the Psalms is a great place mm-hmm. to turn um you know and david preaches and what to did himself. they do when they were in that season of yeah. depression yeah david preaches to himself he preaches himself he clings to the lord he prays yeah. multiple times all day yeah. i Fasts. think that's and again i think i've said this every single episode you have to tell yourself truth you have to yes. preach to yourself and if you're having truth. a hard time doing that find a friend that will yes exactly and if you don't have a friend that will find a counselor that will or your pastor or your pastor someone's going to preach you truth well yeah. call us yeah <laughs> there you go like we're here for you we'll preach you some truth (laughs) yeah um yeah just don't don't buy into society because it's rotten and it's evil and it produces people that want to mutilate their bodies and then go murder children and they're okay with it and they're okay with it (laughs) and they're they're and they're defending it yeah it's disgusting please don't buy into that it's insane but again if you think of any think of any other religion any other group that this would have happened to mm. and think about the airtime that it would have gotten or think about them talking about the ideology that led to this mm. you know what i mean and and they're just not because it's christians yep and this is this what we're talking about this is not a victim mentality either like we know who wins in the end we know that there is victory for us and that we're going to be fine yes but i think it's also okay to say like hey this is unjust mm-hmm. what happened mm-hmm. and the fact that mainstream media is all but like celebrating that this happened <laughs> um oh my gosh and like it's okay to call out what's wrong yes and that's wrong yeah so, yeah stand for truth right yeah. now yeah yeah they want you to hide yeah they don't want you to speak up for right the lord yeah yeah because you're a transphobe if you do that well maybe i am i don't know i know it's right i can look at these people and say these people are lost they're lost and they're hurting and i understand that like i i understand that obviously this girl was not well no she wasn't but she didn't do this because her parents weren't affirming no. she did this because her heart was wicked yeah and she was lost from from what it sounds like she had 
pretty good parents. <laughs> right. She had loving a mother and a father who allowed her to live with them until she was 28 and, and wanted, took care of wanted her. And what was, wanted what God wanted and for her. And told her truth. Told her truth. And the media wants to, like, vilify she was, them. Well, exactly, because she gave her life over to society, mm. to the world, and to her flesh. That's what she gave her life over to. Yeah. And this is what happened. Mm. Yikes. <laughs> Yikes. This is a heavy one. This was a heavy one. And I hope it made all the sense. Yeah. Do you think we covered it? I'm trying to... Oh, I had written down Enneagram. Yeah, we. Here's the other thing. I think that I and I hear this so much preached that you know you should not feel shame. You should feel no shame. If you feel shame, it's because you live in a Judeo-Christian society with these man-made rules that are there to keep you from living your best life. Yeah, and. I think that's living your best life. Trash. YOLO. YOLO. Because you only live there, for eternity. There's actually. not not all shame is bad. Like, yeah. No. Yeah. God yeah. Actually, you said that the other yeah, day. Yeah. God actually uses shame to bring conviction. I mean, you said that in your testimony that that was like a mm-hmm. turning point for you was when you accepted Jesus back into your heart that you suddenly felt shame. Yeah. For my sin. And there's a point. There's there's a reason for that. Right. But shame produces conviction. Or shame there's a verse. And honestly I'm Google it. You Google the verse while okay. I say this. Okay. Honestly that this this is starting to make me think. Um maybe that's like what happens. Maybe it's that these people cannot address their shame so they turn their shame into victimhood and into excuses. Or they have an excuse for their actions. So instead of looking at their shame as sin, as conviction, they look at it like, well, it makes me think of deconstruction. Mm. Um, I saw this like, it was a meme, so it might it made me laugh, but it was like de- deconstruction. It basically said deconstruction is just an excuse so you can give yourself over to all your sexual desires mm. your sexual sins and i kind of feel like this is similar like when you experience shame and you start to make excuses you turn your back on god you turn your back on that conviction and mm. then it then it leaves that yeah, holy I spirit saw, leaves i saw a meme one time that was uh the uh, the scooby-doo one where they like pull off the mask oh. and it's like who's underneath and it was like deconstructing evangelical and then the, they pull off the mask and it's like sexual sin yes so, i think that's true i think a lot of people who quote unquote are deconstructing is because they want to like commit some sort of sexual sin that they don't want to feel guilt over well, this was this is off topic deconstruction because we want to talk about this but there is somebody i went to college with that um publicized her deconstruction mm. and First, I want to say that when I knew her, she was so vibrant and beautiful and happy. And when she posted all these videos, she looked like deathly ill. Oh gosh! Her, she had like these black bags under her eyes. She did. Ugh. She like no longer looked like the pretty young girl mm-hmm. that I knew. And she talks about how the church demonized her, um, made her feel wicked in her like in her skin because of the sexual desires of her heart 
okay, well, we all have sexual desires. And I think that they're purposely given to us because yeah. we should desire to be married yeah. and to be sexual with our spouses. Like those that's a good thing and we should we I think that there's a reason we have these innate desires. Yeah, sex is not a bad thing. No, sex is a great thing with your spouse. Yeah. Um but oh, I shouldn't say spouse. You're a uh, if you're a woman and your husband. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not let me use the this gender society term. <laughs> has turned spouse into this gender neutral term. I mean, it is a gender neutral term, but what I'm saying is, <laughs> y'all get it, you get it, you get it. But um, and that basically, like that, you know, her sexual desires were sinful, and it's like, well, they are, they are when you're not appropriately using them. But is she just like she was mad about it? She became an adult and she became mad about it, so she deconstructed. And then her very next post was on. Um, am I allowed to talk about this? <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. Just like something inappropriate. It was yeah. Her very next post was something sexually inappropriate. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and I was like, so this is what it's all about for you? Is that mm. you needed an excuse to live in this desire? So you just said God was bad. Here it is. I found it finally. Sorry. <clears throat> okay. Uh, this is Second Corinthians seven ten. So it says, "For godly grief produces a repentance that leads to salvation without regret, whereas worldly grief produces death." So um, another translation of it is godly mm. sorrow. Mm. Um, so meaning that when we feel grief over our sin, it produces repentance that leads to salvation. So not all shame is bad. Right. Um, and again, I think this goes back to the whole idea. You also have to understand that most of the founding fathers of psychology, as we know it today, were atheists yeah. or agnostic at best. Yeah. And so we come from very vastly different worldviews. They are not taking into account that we have, you yeah. have we, a soul that will never die. We have too many Christians clinging to like worldly ideas of yeah. mental health. Right. And that's the thing, too. This all goes back to we have to view everything through the, the lens of Scripture. Yes. Like everything has to be interpreted through the yeah. lens of Scripture. Yeah. I don't care about science. Like I don't care about your modern studies yes. that show that like – you doing things in a biblical way actually produces this. Like, I just don't... If it's between science and scripture, I'm picking scripture. Well, well the reality is, is that we have a God that's bigger than everything on this earth. Yeah. So if you are dealing with something... Like I said, my brain doesn't produce serotonin anymore. Okay. So I could buy into the lie that I need more drugs to produce serotonin, right? Mm-hmm. Or that or that I'm mentally unwell and I need help. Mm. When actually for some reason probably because of god and probably because of my faith i experience joy every day of my life Mm -hmm. like i'm a very happy person i have so much to be thankful for yeah and i think that you have to believe that you serve a god that is bigger than anything on this earth Mm -hmm. and i mean what does it say in the bible that ask i mean i don't know what i'm trying to say but (laughs) What I'm saying is I know, I know that every day I serve a God that's bigger than anything mm-hmm. else, that he cares for me. He knows my needs. Yeah. And I cling to that. Yeah. And I'm, even when days are hard, even when like 
I mean, I had a really hard day yesterday because yeah. my life got... It's just stupid stress of, like, normal everyday laundry and crap. Like, whatever. Yeah. Like, we have stressful days, but, yeah. like, I have to, like... I can't play the victim. Mm-hmm. I can't blame it on, well, it's just because I don't have enough serotonin. Yeah. And that's why I'm crying a lot today. Right. Like, I don't... I can't do that. Man, that's the whole thing, too. Like, I'm... Despite any of my circumstances, I'm still expected to obey. Exactly. I'm still expected to be joyful. Exactly. I'm still expected to be self-controlled. Exactly. Like, I'm not... I know. I have a legitimate excuse. Yeah. Like, someone gave me an... And I know I can't let that rule my life. Mm -hmm. I can't let that allow me to be sinful. Yeah. And locking myself away not doing my responsibilities not taking care of my children that's sinful yeah yeah you would you would not be stewarding what you have been given nope that's and that's a sin and so i don't let myself fall into my victimhood of whatever yeah my neurotransmitter crap yeah (laughs) like no i fight through it and because i fight through it and because i have faith i get through it Mm -hmm. every day I get through it. Yeah. The Lord gets me through it mm-hmm. because he gives me more than I deserve yeah. and he holds me up where I can't hold myself up. What is it? I, what I give, I think of so many verses now that like <laughs> my mind is going to so many places. Like yeah. when I can't do things. Oh can, yeah. My grace is sufficient. For yes. You. Yes. In your presence. Yeah. I don't, you know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. Yeah. Where, yeah. where I fall short, he picks up the broken he picks up the pieces yeah i don't need i don't need more Mm self-care i don't need more time away from my family Mm -hmm. i don't need to neglect my duties let the laundry pile up let the dishes pile up stop cooking for my family i don't need to do all those things so i can feel better Mm. no i need to cling to god yeah and every time i do you get through it i mean look back at your hardest days well you're here now you yeah. had a really hard you're here right now you got through it so i mean i think about that when i um think about postpartum mm. like i remember thinking like i will not make it through this season like oh, this yeah. is the longest season of yeah. my life <laughs> yeah. um when you have a colicky baby that literally screams mm. every second he's awake yeah it is the longest season of your life right and here i am with an almost five-year-old like right. you get you made it you freaking get through it man i think again it's all in perspective i'm telling you like you have to preach truth to yourself constantly Mm -hmm. like i have to say to myself all the time this is a season it will not be like this forever this is a season it's it's going i'm going to be okay and one day these babies are gonna be gone yeah i again you just have to preach what are they going to look back on if they had a mom who every time she had a hard day she just stepped away yeah she just walked out yeah or what are they going to look back on and say, my mom had so much work to do. Mm-hmm. She had, she was gone. She was doing stuff. She, we were going to church with her all the time for doing this or that or the other. Mm-hmm. And she just kept going. Yeah. Like what kind of mom, like what kind of example can we set for our children? Right. By pushing through those things. Well, I'm just going to be honest here too. Like we're getting to a point where we need to be producing resilient children. Yeah. Because especially if, they're going to be sick like especially if they're going to be christians because like i'm saying again we're at a place in a society where christian children were just murdered and yeah people don't 
like they they are not showing the same level of care. Do you remember watching would for those videos? I remember this being super prevalent in youth, where like we would talk about if somebody held a gun to your head and mm-hmm. said, "Are you a Christian or not?" And if yeah. you said yes, they would shoot you. Mm-hmm. Like what you would do. I don't remember thinking like that would be the hardest thing ever to mm-hmm. like claim that. Yeah. Which I didn't grow up, you know, in a Christian home. Yeah. How not prevalent that really was to us. But how prevalent that might be yeah. to our children. Mm-hmm. That's freaking scary. Sorry. Yeah, and and that's this is obviously an extreme. Yeah, like I think there's I think there are plenty of steps that you, plenty of hard things that you can do before it gets like some extreme yes. thing. And so like I think that you have to be faithful in the very little things because yeah. if you're not faithful when someone you know, at school, mm. ask them if they're a Christian, yeah. then I don't think you're going to be faithful at that point. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think the very little faithful things add up to, you know, I think that we all want to give ourselves a whole lot more credit than probably we actually deserve <laughs> and be yeah. like, oh, yeah, if somebody pointed a gun at me, yeah, definitely I would say yes. But these kids weren't even asked, though. Right. If I'm not, if I'm not being honest, with my friends and family yeah then how can i yeah. be honest in that situation you know does that make sense yeah i see what you're saying so well if small, we need to wrap this up. small faithfulness little, yeah. little faithfulness how can we wrap this up <laughs> um i man this is heavy it's a heavy week it's a heavy mm-hmm. topic i think there there are things that we can do i think there are things that god has given us to take care of our physical bodies mm-hmm. you know take care of our minds like we need to be good stewards if you need help get help yes like that's not what i'm saying mm-hmm. but i think there are there are questions you can ask yourself you can say you know just to check on yourself have i had enough water today am i getting yeah. sleep am i getting outside and getting natural sunlight am i on my phone too much yeah have i been in a dark room for I the last to myself, 12 hours yesterday i was having feeling a hard sad. day and i was like yeah. You haven't read your Bible today. I don't even yeah. think you've prayed once. Yeah. Have I prayed? Have I read scripture? Yeah. Have I spent time with people that encourage me? Yeah. Um, have I listened to worship music? Mm-hmm. Like, I know for me, I love sad music. I really do. It just, like, does something for my soul. But if I listen to it too much, I'm sad. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm going to be sad. Um, but, you know, I think they're just, they're basic legitimate things that you can do that help your body that if you are feeling stuck you can kind of push through and and get unstuck yeah um you know if for me i know that being on my phone all day with my four kids i'm going to be anxious Mm -hmm. like if i so i need to cut that off i need to step away i need to breathe Mm -hmm. you know like again telling yourself truths i think there are legitimate things you can do to help yourself when you need help Mm -hmm. in those times um i think we need to take heart because jesus has overcome this world we know how this ends we know that we can expect suffering peter tells us that um multiple places in the new testament tell us that we're going to have suffering in this life i think the time the prosperity we've lived in for the last hundred years or so is unprecedented Mm -hmm. in the rest of history yeah like people used to lose 
children, like numerous children. You know what I mean? Like we are living in a time where it's very rare that we lose our babies mm-hmm. once they've been born. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like people grieved in the past and people knew that this world was full of grief. Yeah. And they followed the Lord. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think they clung to hope because that's all they had. Yeah. Um, I think in, in this time, grief is something that is abnormal to us and, mm. and we don't, death is a foreign concept and we don't want to think about death, whereas people used to live in the reality of death every day. Mm-hmm. So, again, preach to ourselves. We know how this ends. We know that God hates unjust killing. We know that people who do evil will receive their reward. Mm-hmm. You know, we know that. Um, Psalms 37 talks about don't fret yourself over evil men. Mm-hmm. And that's what I've told myself that so many times. Don't fret yourself over evil men. And we have to we have to live in that truth. Um I think we can get so focused truly on what's bad in this world. Yeah. And we have to sometimes we just need to shift our focus. Yeah. And say like yeah, this world is there's evil here, but we know this is not our home. And we also have to preach hope to other people as well. Mm-hmm. Like especially in these times, I think people are vulnerable and people are hurting yeah. and they're scared. Yeah. Um and take opportunities to preach to those people. Yeah. Don't fall so. a victim to this world's idea yeah. of mental health. Yeah. Um, cling to the Lord. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> we'll be back next week with we don't know what. Because <laughs> that's what we're doing these days. I'm so excited about our merch, though. Yes. Um, so if you guys can check that out. Please help us. Please consider sporting some of our our merch share it with and, your friends uh, share it with your friends i mean even if you don't listen to this podcast or your friends don't like 100 yeah. is a 100% is, is the catchphrase is the phrase of our of the millennials <laughs> I, yeah i we we are so excited about the potential for people we have to come on here and to talk and so we just want uh we want to make that happen I wait to have and a guest. i know and we can't make that happen without your support so yes um consider getting some of that merch stoked to the bone i'm gonna get it i'm gonna order some today it's happening and i'm gonna wear it all the time i'm so excited <laughs> are we gonna wear it while we record yeah. that's the question okay. we'd like to and one day maybe if we can get even more money we can have a video and oh. post this on youtube oh you the do. tube the tubes well that's like the only way to post it right yeah i would assume probably there's like a Candace Owens, I think, is kicked off of YouTube, and she uses another platform, but I don't know which one oh, it is. Oh, I just saw somebody else is post it? Odyssey. Maybe? There's a whole other platform. Yeah. My husband it's would know. Similar to YouTube. My husband, like, has never been a social media user, but, like, very into, like, Telegram and all the, all the, uh, <laughs> all the, uh, all the right like, parlor. <laughs> like, that's you, I babe. That. That's you. Ugh. All right. Well, uh, we'll catch you next week. And deuces. See you guys. <laughs> Bye. One. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>
It's a new 